Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. First of all, I just want to thank you for selecting this audio or this video experience. I know there's a ton of content out there to choose from, and I'm very happy that you selected mine. I also want to remind you that every share, every like, every comment, every subscription helps the platform grow, helps to get recommended to others like you that might want to hear it and gain something from it. So thank you in advance for doing your part to help this platform expand around the globe. The Dear Son Podcast is sponsored by John's Co. Apparel. John's Co. Apparel is a family lifestyle brand that reinforces the importance of family relationships through impactful statement clothing. For instance, their flagship design, Healthy Marriage is Dope. Check them out at www.johnsandcompany.co. That's johnsandcompany.co or click the link in the description box below. Shop today. So what is the Dear Son Podcast? Well, to explain what it is, I have to give you a little bit of background on me. I am D. John's your host, first and foremost. I am 42 years old at the time of this recording. Uh, my birthday was just a few days ago. So newly 42, uh, husband to one wife, father of five children. At the time of this recording, they are 18, 15, 14, seven, and six. Three girls, two boys. Girl, girl, boy, girl, boy, if you wanted to know the order. Now, over the last few years, I have been coming to some revelations about where I am in life, uh, with some of the goals that I want to accomplish, you know, just as a man individually and what I want my family to accomplish. And I started assessing the relationships that I have with my children and as it relates to this podcast, specifically my sons. So the sons are 14 and the six-year-old. And I found myself over the last few years struggling to have certain conversations with my son, specifically my oldest son. Things are starting to become uh, more interesting to him. He's developing, you know, as a young man, he's having an opinion about things and, you know, he's finding his style and his way through life. And I remember that age very vividly and I did not necessarily want a, a very involved relationship with my dad. Now, let me clarify right off the bat. My dad, I had a great father, great father. He was in the home, two parent home. He was a provider uh, he was a spiritual leader of the house. Uh, he mentored me, gave me lessons that I that I needed, whether I wanted them or not. But I just didn't like his rules. And 
I started to rebel around the high school age. Now, it wasn't anything crazy, no arrest or anything like that. Didn't get caught to get arrested. But just different things about how I felt I should be able to live my life and the way he ran his house. Now, uh, religion and faith was a very well, the cornerstone that that's the cornerstone of his life now and his life then. And there were very specific rules that we had to live by under his roof. Right. My, my father was very clear that there was only one man in the house and I wasn't that man. And I didn't have any other brothers. I had one older sister. So it was just the four, my mom and my dad, my older sister and I in the house. And I thought that I should just, you know, I, I, I wanted to live my life under a different set of rules and it just wasn't an option. So I couldn't wait to get out of the house. So all through high school, I found myself kind of distancing myself uh, or trying to create a, a distance between my father and I. Again, for no good reason. Uh, this platform is not about bashing fathers, especially not mine. But it is about understanding, uh, you know, the, the journey uh, to fatherhood, which is informed largely by the way a man is 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 brought up, how he's reared, how he's taught, how he's trained, so on and so forth. So as I got through high school, you know, we had various we had some various incidents that that uh, I am not the most proud of, that I had to be disciplined for. But I saw college as my opportunity to just live life on my terms. And I didn't go to school that far away from my house. I live, uh, you know, I'm from Hampton Roads, Hampton, Virginia specifically, but it's, it's referred to as the Hampton Roads area. 757 is the area code, if, if you're not familiar. I went to school in that area, but I lived on campus. And I couldn't wait to have this freedom that I longed for to finally be away from or out from under my, my father's rule. And to my surprise, as close as I was to home, he let me live and, 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 and try to be an adult in that, that short period of time that I was away. And I say short period because it didn't, it didn't last long. I got to college and I thought I knew more than I did. You know, I went to class the first week and I looked at the syllabus and I said, oh, I know how to do that. I did that in high school. So I, I would go to class uh, probably for the first couple weeks. Then I started, you know, missing a class a week here and there. And then it'd be a whole week of classes that I didn't make. And I actually had friends at the time, uh, you know, classmates that became friends and, you know, they say, hey, man, you know, you, you miss you miss biology today, man. You, you know, you probably you probably should have gotten the notes. And I was already down the path of just living my best life. So I thought and to fast forward the story, uh, it didn't get any better. I didn't go to class that much. And the semester ended with me knowing that I was going to be on academic probation. It just so happened that that year was our year to go visit uh, my mom's sister and her husband that lived in Syracuse. They would kind of, to a degree, we would alternate. They would primarily come to Virginia because all of the family was in Virginia and they were the part of the family that was away. But this year we took a road trip up to Syracuse. 
And we had a great time, great Christmas. Again, great family, no real complaints, no reason to be acting as foolish as I was, to be as ungrateful as I was. Great Christmas in Syracuse. We came back, I want to say, after New Year's, after the New Year turn. And on the way in from the drive, we stopped at the post office. My mother had stopped the mail because we were gone for probably a week and a half, maybe two weeks. So she stopped the mail from coming to the house to pick it up at the post office when we returned. Now, I knew for a fact that my grades would be part of that set of mail. What I didn't know is that my mother was also expecting my grades to be a part of that set of mail. And she found my grades before we got to the house. Now, mind you, the post office was probably a mile and a half from the house. So it's not a it's not a long time to be shuffling through mail, but she seems it was very purposeful how she went through the mail and landed uh, on my uh, my transcript. Let me call it my grades, my transcript. She opened it up and didn't say much, just handed it to me. Now, I knew what it was and I knew that my lack of I, I didn't go to class. I knew I failed tests. I want to say my GPA that first semester was a point three five. If I'm being generous, I think I had one C minus some incompletes and an F. So you do the math on five classes, whatever that GPA turns out to be. It was it was clear in that moment. And that was their first indication that I wasn't doing my part in in school that they were paying for. You know, they had taken out loans uh, to student loans for me to go to school. And. I conjured up some act about how school wasn't for me. I'm not going back to school I'm not cut out for this. You know, school is hard it's, it's you know, this is not my path. And I'm saying all of this with so much conviction. My father was ice cold. And I knew even at 18, that was going to be a problem. I was too old for physical discipline at that point. We had already had that conversation, so that was no longer it. But he was definitely about to treat me like a man in a way that I'd never been treated before. He calmly responds. Okay. I said, what? In my mind, because it wasn't an opportunity for me to actually take that tone with him. He says, you're not going to waste my money. I said, huh? What I was expecting to happen was for him to reassure me and tell me that, I, you know, I was I was special. I was God's gift. And, you know, school is hard and you'll get it back next semester, son. He didn't do that. When we got home, I think the extent of the conversation based on that was when I get up and go to work on Monday, you leave the house and you don't return to the house before me unless you have a job. What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. 
It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That was a, that was a, I would rather have had a whipping at that point because I wasn't prepared to actually take on life. And I was so busy trying to jump into life that, that I I found myself in this predicament of having to be a man way before I had to be a man. There's a lot more to that story. Uh, that so that Monday, clearly, I got up and went to went out when he left, and I didn't come home before he came home. I I spent the day applying or trying to hide out of the friend's house, but it was very clear that uh, my life had changed at that moment, and I had to be, you know, I had to take on a lesson prematurely because I wanted so much to live life on my terms. The job that I did get was. I was the car wash attendant for a new rental car place in Hampton, Virginia. And there was, it was one of two stores. One was in Hampton. One was uh, in the Denby area of Newport News. So to give you context, that's probably 15, you know, maybe 15 miles or so, uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes on the interstate. So I would receive cars that people had rented, wash them, outside, vacuum them out. And then I would either leave them at the lot where they returned it, or sometimes I'd have to take it, you know, I have to transfer cars between the lots. This was January. January is cold in Virginia. So I'm washing cars in the middle of winter, all because I wanted to jump out into life and not do the, 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 the small handled a small set of responsibilities that were mine at the time. I wanted to live a more fuller life because I didn't like the way that my father allowed me to live while I was on his roof. Well, it turned out that that path for me made the most sense because I quickly learned that I didn't want to wash cars. After that, I got a job doing manual labor at the local shipyard. Newpanew Shipbuilding was the name at the time. At the time of this recording, it's Ingalls Shipbuilding, I believe. So they build the the carriers and the submarines that the Navy uses uh, to to monitor and protect uh, U.S. borders when they're going to war. You know, the big ships and submarines uh, were built or repaired at that facility. And I was a pipe fitter. And, you know, I would... I, I was I was in the world, you know, I had a I had a, a time I had to be at work, you know, I had a specific time I could go to lunch, specific time to clock back in. And then I got off and I realized very quickly that a series of small decisions had made a significant impact on my life that I couldn't undo and I had to live with. That that actually became a great lesson for me and that path made sense for me ultimately because when I went back to school I would work during the day and go to school at night 
and then I had to pay for it. So, you know, it made a lot more, it was a lot more impactful for me because it was money that I was now being responsible for. That's one example of just how my life took turn, uh, you know, my life, the twists and turns of my life. And that's not very dramatic, but that's one example of just wanting to do things my way and not really wanting to have anything to do with what my father really wanted for my life. The Dear Son Podcast is also sponsored by Love Keisha J Studios, a provider of unique handcrafted jewelry and other timeless fashion accessories. Check out their opulence and earth collection on Etsy. Visit etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Love Keisha J Studios. That's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash L O V E K I S H A J Studios. Or check the link below for more information. So now that I'm out in the world, you know, that began a series of, of life lessons that that I chose to take on and still in that process didn't seek the advice of my father. Now, by this point, it wasn't so much not wanting to talk to my father just because, you know, I, I didn't want to be under his roof because I moved out of the house, but I was embarrassed now, right? I was creating all of these problems, going through all of these lessons with women, with finances, uh, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, just making poor decisions. And I felt so distant from my, my dad because I had created that gap that now I was embarrassed to talk to him. So I'm out here trying to figure out these life lessons and I had a resource, but I didn't want to tap into it and I couldn't figure it out at the time. I didn't really get it until I became a father. And then some of those things that my father would teach me or tell me started to make sense. Some of the decisions that he made that he was firm on, I started to get because that was how he chose to run his house. And a house has to have structure. And, you know, you have to be accountable to your family. You have to be accountable for the responsibilities that you take on. And I started to get it very late into my 20s, again, after I was married with the family. And I started to gravitate toward my father to ask him certain things. And we began, we began to have these conversations where he would tell me stories about his life that related so closely to what I was going through. But I just never wanted to ask him because, again, I created that space for whatever reason and went out there and learned the lessons on my own. And I was yeah, it just hit me like, man, I wish. I wish we would have had these conversations sooner. Now, from his perspective, he lost his father when he became a man. So he went into the military, I want to say at 18 or 19, and his dad died, I believe, when he was 20 or 21. And that's actually how or the reason why he was able to to, to get discharged from the military, because he was the last boy uh, in the Johns family. And he had to come home and take care of his, his mom and his sisters. So I didn't realize earlier on in my life that he was trying to navigate a space that he didn't have a blueprint for. He didn't have a father to really tell him how to be a man. So he was winging it. So I I hope, I hope through 
me recalling, you know, the, you know, part of part of my fatherhood story gives you context as to why it's such, it's so important for me to figure out why these gaps exist between fathers of one generation and the next generation. There's very, very valuable critical information, critical experiences that the father of a generation prior has probably lived through and more that would be valuable to a father of this generation. And then I'm becoming more conscious of the way that I'm treating my sons. What does that make for the next generation of the Johns family in my case? Insert your last name for your case. Why are we not having these conversations? And if they are happening, what was so unique about my experience that I wanted to remove myself from the relationship and I missed these conversations when it could have saved me a ton of life lessons. So that's what the Dear Son podcast is about. It's it's about looking at fatherhood experiences, communicating the challenges, the wins, the, the vulnerability, vulnerability of being a father that may not be clearly communicated uh, in your life today. Today, my father and I have a very good relationship and I am starting to lean on him for wisdom before trying to figure certain things out. And I still struggle with, you know, I'm a man, I created this situation, I got to get myself out of it. But I'm more open to seeking wise counsel of my father or older men that have been through it before me just to get some perspective on how to handle life because life comes at you fast, especially for black men in America right now, black men with sons that are growing up in America, dealing with uh, the, the, the challenges of, of just being black, quite honestly. And I know that gets thrown out there as, as I don't know how it's, how it's perceived by other cultures, but it is a very tiring thing uh, to, it's, uh, I was going to say a condition, but it, it is very difficult to maneuver in America as a black man. Whether you're in corporate America, you're out of corporate America, you know, there's a prejudgment in a lot of cases that you got to be aware of. You got to know how to, you got to know how to, to navigate through. And it's just a ton of pressure. And to compound that with not having resources um, available, readily available, uh, you know, not tapping into the, the, the resources in your family or, you know, older males that, that, that are in your life or that you come in, come across through life's journey. I think it's a big miss. So this is me on my journey trying to figure out how to have better conversations with my sons, how to become more aware of their actions, be more proactive, you know, giving them advice and telling them, telling them my experiences so that they have, you know, context and a reference so they don't have to go through things. I never really got the whole because I went through it, you have to go through it. 
So I, I don't think it's intentional in my life to do this, but I really just don't know what it is. And the more I talk to close friends or other men that I meet, everybody's story is different. You know, some are more prone to have conversations about certain things than others. You know, some, you know, think that just being a provider is enough, you know, and, and that is that is an approach from generations past, you know. A man's job was to provide, and as long as he was doing that, that, that kind of checked the box for what it was to be a good father at that time. But I know that there's so much more. I want my sons to feel safe and coming to me with their experiences, their challenges, their curiosities about anything in life. I want to prepare them for what's ahead. And I want to, you know, I want them to be confident as they step out into the world and have the tools to make these decisions that life, you know, when life throws these, these challenges, these scenarios at them, I want them to be well equipped. So that's what we're going to do in this, this, uh, this podcast journey. And I think that there will be many enlightening conversations. I definitely have several guests that are scheduled for certain topics um, in the near future. And it won't always be just me. So if you got through this one, I appreciate it. I just wanted to lay the, the, the kind of the groundwork, the structure of what this podcast is intended to do, what it's going to explore and I welcome your feedback. I'm sure, you know, there'll, there'll be some some suggestions, some advice in the comments or some aha moments that maybe you have or you can help me with as you're listening to this or as you're watching it to just set the stage for um, how would I say it? to set the stage to be to provide an environment that facilitates more responsible fathers, more caring fathers, more affectionate fathers uh, when necessary, just better fathers all around. I know I need it uh, and I don't think that I'm the only one. So that's what we're going to do here. Again, I appreciate you stopping by. If you made it to this point in the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would like, share, or follow depending on the platform. Leave me some comments down below. Help guide the conversation, throw out some topics that maybe were troublesome for you, right? If I had to give this one a title, it would be, Dear Son, Your Father Was a Mess. But we're getting better now, so. That's going to do it for this first episode of the Dear Son Podcast. Again, thank you for stopping by. I hope it won't be your last visit. Um, episodes will be dropping weekly. I have, again, like I said, I have several guests that are scheduled for various topics, and this is going to be a very interesting ride. I think some days the topics will be lighter than others. Some will be a little bit heavier because that's just the dynamic of life, but we're going to look at it all. So stay on the journey with me. God bless y'all. Peace. Some podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. 
All rights reserved. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.